BJJ Matt Times. Today we have the pleasure of talking with Taylor Holmes. Taylor is a brown belt training out of North Coast Jiu-Jitsu and has been one of my training partners and teachers for the last three years or so. Taylor, thanks for being with us today and tell us about your Jiu-Jitsu story. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Thank you for inviting me and uh, your hospitality is awesome. You know, uh, the breakfast was awesome. Angie, thank you. Um, Great to have you. Yeah, man. Um, so how I first got into jujitsu was when I was 14 years old and, uh, I was over at my buddy, uh, Jordan Daisy's house. So the daisies, there's like eight of them, by the way, like <laughs> that's a deep family. Um, and I was introduced to the movie choke. Yeah. Watching yeah. choke at 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like I was a big karate fan, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I love Bruce Lee, I love Kung Fu, right? And then uh, Chuck Norris and all that, Billy Blanks. I loved all those guys, you know? And then I just saw how they were doing the Gracie Challenge matches in the in like their like green room or whatever. They had, they had green mats in that room, I just remember. And they just had, they invited anybody to come over and they just showed that jujitsu was just way more dominant. And I was like, my jaw dropped. Everything that I thought was like, lethal it was obsolete to that you know it was so uh so crazy to see and uh so after that my friend told me you know my dad is a he's a black belt in in jiu-jitsu and yeah he, he actually had his own jiu-jitsu and i remember going in their garage and he had mats already like i remember seeing that but i had no idea why and they had their own like family banner and it said daisy jiu-jitsu on it in like the green and yellow colors with oh, the Brazilian colors. Yeah. That's awesome. But they're they're um they're actually half black and half Navajo. So they had an Indian face on it. It was pretty cool. Like a cutout. Like they they designed it themselves and it was really, really cool. Like eight. and then I remember getting invited and they're like, Yeah, let's 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 learn some stuff, you know, come on over. And it was uh Jordan's older brother Larry, who actually like had all the like knowledge pretty much and like wanted to teach, you know. And I remember, you know, my first couple of classes, we, we went over there probably like two consecutive weeks. And then like every, we did it like on a Saturday. And then after like the second week, we gave up, like just like got into stuff, you know, started to. Um, Being teenagers. Yeah. Starting to get into the bad stuff. And, uh, but that was my first introduction to it, you know. And then every now and then they would try to pull us back in. I remember just one specific time. This is what really, really sold me on it is when uh, they had moved to another house and they brought their mats over there. And um, there was like, let's just go over a couple of things because, you know, we've been get, getting in a lot of fights yeah. that, you know, lately. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah let's, let's do it, you know. And uh, we're in there and uh, Larry's teaching us an arm bar from side control, the straight arm bar. So I'm like going over the body. And the guy has, you know, the arm straight instead of curled down to an Americana or curled uh, curled up for Americana or curled down for Kimura. Mm -hmm. So it was just straight. And he's teaching us. And then his dad comes in and he has his arms folded and he's looking. He's really, really quiet. And then he goes, no, 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 Larry. Don't teach it like that. You're going to get them hurt or whatever. And I'm like, what? what is he talking about? He's like, you got to do it like this. And he's demonstrating on me. And I'm super nervous, and I remember he gets in the side control, grips my arm, and locks it up, and then he starts to creep over more, putting more weight on the on my arm that he's going to break, and he puts his shin across my jawline. And he's like, you do it like this, and then cranked it, and I was like, oh, tap, you know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, the brutality and like, and like, just total dominance of that move i was just like wow and uh and yeah that's what really drove me like wow that they got my mind going you know like wow this is like really legit stuff you know and so you know years pass by i uh, graduate high school i'm just doing the normal like not going to college all this other stuff you know i ended up in a bad spot in my life and wanted an outlet you know I really needed to get better, and I really wanted to work out. So I had foreknowledge of jujitsu, but didn't really get into it until I ran into um, 
Lloyd Marshbanks, aka Cadillac, uh, All American wrestler. He's a K one champion. I mean, he has so many belts. I I mean, he lost half of them actually, just moving and just getting robbed. <laughs> so Poor guy. How did you run into him? So I ran into him when I went over to a friend's house of a friend. Um, he asked, "Hey, you guys, the 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 owner of the house that were." Uh, where Lloyd was living, mm-hmm. the guy na- guy's name is Terry, and um, he was like, "Yeah, you guys want to work out? We got a full gym, you know. Come check it out." And like, we go into the garage, and the three car garage is fully matted, fully matted. Or I, I had one section that was matted off with mats on the walls, I had a punching bag and stuff, weights on the side. It was set up for it full was, training. It was ready. Yeah, yeah. seriously ready. He had pull up bars, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm down." Yeah, he's like, "All right, well, three times out of the week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just meet here at like, uh, I think like, what was it, ten, ten in the morning." And that's where it starts. And that's and that's where it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, from there, you know, we started. You know, we would lift and do our uh, calisthenics, and then we would do. Uh, pad work do a lot of pad work and bag work and then after that we would roll and the way the rolling was set up is which i'm super glad i'm super happy about that like i'm, I'm glad i got built that way um it was three rounds with the person no matter what no time limit the only way you go move on to the next round is if you tap so you either tap that guy three times or he's gonna tap you three times and do these matches would go on forever sometimes Oh, I bet. And it was, it's, but it got us better to finish. We started being finishers after that, you know. That's how you create finishers. Yeah. After after a while, I was, um, you know, I was at the bottom of the totem pole. My first training session, I got rolled up by the owner, the owner of the house, um, his nephew. He had he had rolled me up three times. He was eighteen, and I was twenty three at the time. And I looked at him, he was smaller than me, and I knew I was bigger than him, stronger than him. You're like, I got him. But this guy, him. he burned me out and just tapped me with chokes three times. Isn't it crazy how much that cardio piece plays a role in when you're on the mat and you're rolling? Like You get to a point, too, where you're like, hey, I just don't have the energy left to yeah. keep going. Yeah, no, it, it definitely is. You, like, you start thinking about, like, oh, man, I'm not so badass as I thought I was, you know? Um, I think you were talking like I think you were talking about that with uh, somebody on the podcast. People um, mistaking their mentality for cardio. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, I think often like like people think that that mentally they're just gonna push through it, in which they can mentally push through it, but it's it's two separate things. It's like um, you, you know your engine may be able to perform for the next ten years, but if you run out of gas, that engine isn't gonna run. Correct mentality. Yeah. I guess your your ability to mentally push through versus your gas tank. And if you don't keep both of them up to date or, or if you don't take care of both of them, you're going to fail at some point because either you're, you're going to mentally break or you're going to run out of gas. And, and, and I think that's, that's, that's one of those things I think that all of us in jujitsu are constantly struggling with. I think it's a, it's a back and forth thing where we're like, Hey, yeah, man, I got this. I got this. I got this. You get on the mat, you're breathing tons of pressure. Somebody's got you a mount. You're like, I know what to do to get out of this, but I just don't have the structure. My body just keeps failing me and I can't keep going. Yeah. And I mean, like, like your circumstance, you know, you, you look at him and you're like, yeah, man, this dude's 18, you know, 125 pounds chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wreck him because I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm faster, whatever. But hey, that's where skill comes into play. And something that that I, I look at, Chance and I, I think if I recall correctly, the very first person I, I, I rolled with at North Coast was Chance. Really? Yeah, I think that if I recall correctly, the first night I was there, it was Chance and I who were, who were rolling. And I remember going, okay, I know jujitsu works. I've seen it on TV. I've seen it on YouTube. I mean, I, we know this stuff is legit. Let's see how this fares out. I, I, I wasn't under any like misguidance that I was going to, you know, beat up chance because I was bigger or whatever like that. But I, I, the one thing that did strike me that I did not factor in as much as I should have 
was the cardio piece. Yeah. I did not realize how <clears throat> fastly I wore out. 30 seconds? I was I was done in 30 seconds. And 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 check this out. So when that happened, mm-hmm. that day, cold turkey quit smoking tobacco. Yeah. No done, more right? cigarettes. Haven't touched that stuff ever since. Like it's been almost 10 years now. It's yeah. a, it's amazing the impact that training will have on other factors of oh, your life. So healthy. Mm-hmm. I I was trying I was explaining to uh John Kakuma. He's all man, you tell me I love this. I, I love this lifestyle. I'm like healthy, huh? He's all, yeah, man. Yep. Like really gets you to stop doing the, you know, it, it really does. It does. And, and it gets you to that point where you're out there, you're going, you're going, you're going. And you realize the only way you're going to get that next level edge is by changing your diet, by changing the things that you know, you should already be changing to perform <laughs> better, but you just fail to do so. But you get to that point where you're like, if I don't change this, I'm not getting better. Yeah. That, those are cold facts mm-hmm. right there. You know, the, I, I agree. And I think one of the, I think a lot of us, including myself, we often, you know, have that, that difficulty of looking at, at yourself and going, it's not everyone else. It's not society. It's not what's on TV. It's not what's on the news. It's actually me. Yeah. I'm the problem. And that's like yeah. a, like a rude awakening. Yes. Too. You're like, Oh my gosh. Like mm-hmm. you look at yourself like you're a cold blooded killer. You know, yeah. you're the murderer. <laughs> uh, you're, yeah. And, and uh, that's uh, and, and the one thing that it, it stuck to me, it was this older gentleman. And he, he said, just remember, remember every time you point the finger at someone, you got three pointing back at you. Yeah. Freaking be responsible for yourself, be accountable for yourself and, and, and have that discipline to do so. And that's what I always kind of took away from that when, when he said that, you know, and, and I do, yeah. And and every time I think about blaming someone else, so like even when you talk about the food, right? Like the food and like getting yeah. after it and the cardio and the stopping smoking. Um, and, and whenever I think about that and it's like, hey, yeah, I'm blaming everyone else. But the fact is, is it's my choices that got me to this point. Serious. Yeah. Nothing far, you know, n- nothing more. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. the truth, dude. Um, so six months into training with them, in. you know, I'm at the top of the food chain there. Yeah. Already. And then now I'm getting approached by uh Cadillac mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, um, I think you're good enough to start, you know, get you want to get in the cage and fight? Oh man. And I'm like, uh am I thinking about it? And then like uh the the owner's like, Man, you've been in street fights, right? Nothing different. Oh my gosh, uh, nothing farther from the truth. Nothing farther. Oh yes. my gosh, and uh, you know, and I was like, yeah, whatever, yeah, let's let's do let's it. Let's do you it, know? right? He's like, yeah, you get paid, like you sell tickets, you know, and yeah, you'll you'll come. I mean, at least you get paid for fighting. You know, you won't you know you won't go home empty pocket. You know, and I was like, all right, yeah, I'll do that. And uh, had three fights, lost every single one of them. Down at the chicken farm. Yeah, I had uh, my first fight was down at the chicken farm. My second one was at, in Twenty Nine Palms on the military base. Nice. That one was legit. I like yeah. that. I like that venue a lot. And actually, I think that was my favorite fight. I, I felt like I did really, really well there. I, I was TK technical knockout in the second round. That's the first time I lasted till like more than one round. You know, and it was awesome. But it was against uh, Joey Brajas, and like that guy's. If you look up his accolades, he's awesome. Awesome fighter. He's actually swung through the North Coast one time. Really? Yeah, yeah. but I wasn't there, so I, I missed him. I was like, dang it, man. So, so out of your three fights, mm-hmm. you said you, you you didn't win any of the three. Yeah. Right? So um, in the you said uh, the second fight was the one where you made it to the second round. Yeah. So so what do you think the deciding factor was, is whether you made it from the first round to the second round? What do you, what do you think? I was, uh, was? I think I was more um, confident. Mm-hmm. I think I was more confident. I knew the guy didn't have any striking ability and I had more striking ability than he did. But where he um where he capitalized in was his wrestling and his way and his ability to keep me on the ground and, and throw shots. And he and he scooted me and like he did a really good job good job because he scooted me all the way into his corner and kept me like on the fence. Like my head's like kinda on the fence. He has my legs propped up so I can't put my legs on the ground and he's and he's like just throwing shots at me. But I was blocking him, blocking him. I even elbowed elbowed him in the face, but I was getting drained being on the bottom there. And he was getting some really good shots when I opened up just a little bit, 
yeah, and he he made my nose bleed, and then I was I was still going, but they they just called it because I couldn't get out of that spot, you know. So TKO. <laughs> it's but you were there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, definitely was there. Um, my my first my first fight, man. Um, I made a mistake of going in for my double after we had just uh, thrown a couple of hard shots at each other. Like we just decided to just go for it, you know. And I hit him really good, but he hit me with two good shots, and that kind of stumbled me. And then from there, I shot him for my double leg, and then he wrapped me up in a uh, guillotine and just ended me. Boom! Right there. Just so quick. Tell us about the third fight. The third fight, um, he uh, that guy actually ended up being in Bellator, I think. Most of these guys I'm talking about, they're like champions. They're like legit. Like they have a good accolades in MMA. Like my first time fighting in my in my first fight, that guy had already like four fights or eight fights before yeah. me. Before I even wow. had, yeah, he already had his like he was already salt like seasoned. So, so you're bit. coming in and you're like, hey, I'm coming in. This is my man. First I'm wearing experience football shorts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here. <laughs> These guys already have eight fights in, six fights. They're in, legit. And you're like, yeah. yeah. What am I gonna do? Yeah. And you're six months into training jujitsu at this point. Yeah. Six months into training striking. Yeah. Uh, basically, a, a, a total of six months yeah. of, of experience, and now you're stepping into the cage to. Get after it. Just to test it, yeah. yeah. Just to see what's going yeah, on. See what yeah. I have, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you then, did it three times. Did it three times, yeah. And then um, end up injuring myself outside of that due to uh, bad drinking. Man, don't don't do it. You know, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. And uh, injured myself pretty bad. I um, ended up cracking my eye socket and breaking my sinus. Holy moly, that's pretty serious. It's serious. Still got a scar from it. Some people don't notice, some people do, but it's like uh so after after I healed up from that, they were like they just kept me away from like going to the cage or like no, I'm never putting you back in there cuz it takes one shot to that spot right there and you're going to be you're going to be done. Yeah. They, they, that makes sense, man. I mean, you have to get to that point where you figure out, "Hey, you know, what is it going to be? Do you think it would have been something that you would wanted to pursue like long-term doing that MMA route or Yeah, because at the, at the time, I was doing it at a it, the, the season for it was a great time, I think. Because a lot of those guys went to Bellator. A lot of those guys went to UFC. A lot of those guys, you know, that were in the same weight class. Um, one, the, one of the guys that I fought, which is my first fight, he's actually like a really well-known boxer now. He transitioned into boxing. He's doing really well in boxing. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy to see um, the two other guys uh, went into Bellator and UFC, ended up being monsters in different um, fight leagues. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so they weren't no bums at all. Yeah. They were really, really good guys. And and so with with your experience in jujitsu and and where you're going with that, because you, you go in, you know, hey, you did some time in the cage. You had a couple matches there. You went in. You were six months into training jujitsu. I'm assuming you're still a white belt at this point. I, I, that, yeah. that, that's what I'm assuming. Major, right? yeah. major, major white, white belt. belt oh right? my gosh! And and wasn't training in the gi. This yeah. is all just no gi. No gi. Yeah. And you know the thing about no gi is that there's no gi. Right. Right. Seriously, magic. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so six months in, three fights. You get an injury. Injury takes you out of that MMA mm-hmm. field. Yep. And and it, it did you go right back into jujitsu at this yeah. point? Or, uh-huh. or yeah, yeah, I so, did. I did. Yeah. I just I was like, oh, I'm, I can do this. That's yeah. awesome. And I can still practice on my striking. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I just can't get in the cage and fight. Mm-hmm. It was just I was like, well, well, I guess it works out. You know. Yeah. Just stay. Just stay ready. So, so where'd that take you now? So you're you're so where you at in your training at this point? At this point. Getting really good at grappling, um, you know, in the middle of those uh, training for those fights, yeah, Lloyd would um, uh, Marsh or Cadillac would take me over to Tent Planet Vista. So this this Tent Planet is directly around the corner off of Civic and Santa Fe, right 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 around the corner from uh, North Coast. Is it still there today? No, it's no. not. But little history lesson: that's the first. Ten Planet in San Diego, ever. Like that that's was the, awesome. that was the first one. That's where it started, you know. And it was ran by Ryan Fortin. Yeah, and then uh, so we used to go over there and visit him, and like we used to roll with them a lot, mm-hmm. you know. 
And then, um, you know, afterwards, you know, after the injury and stuff um, and training, um, we ended up, he ended up moving out of that big house, um, the guy that owned it where we were training at Terry. And I ended up moving in with him to another house. And then Cadillac ended up moving up north to Downey. So I wasn't really training. I was, but I was still lifting weights and doing the routines of, of like hitting the pads and stuff. Uh, but just no, no jujitsu. Now with the training that you were doing, was it, was it focused training? Like, Hey, I'm focused on weightlifting. I'm focused on striking or was it just like, Hey, I'm doing this to just do something or get by. Or did you have like that focus and intent of training still? It was to keep the wheels going. Um, mainly just to keep me nice and greased, you know, trying to improve a little bit, but it wasn't like my full focus. Cause I ended up started working a lot, you know, and concentrating on that. So there was a gap between half of my year of being 23 and to 27. So when I was 27, you know, I ran back in to uh, Ryan Fortin. Yes, Ryan. Yeah. You know, I, I run into him years later like when I'm 27. And, and he just so happens to be right off my block talking to my friend that just moved in to my neighborhood. It was pretty cool when I moved there. So, like, my friend moved in down the street and it was like, oh, I was over at the house all the time. And he had came over to visit him, my friend Benny. And um, I was like, hey, what's up, man? How, how are you? Oh, what's up, dude? How are you doing? You know? I was like, hey, you still, you still train? He's like, yeah, man, I teach, man. I still I, I train, I teach, whatever I can. I was like, oh, you do? I'm like, where, where do you teach at? He's all pretty much wherever he can. Like, he, there's one specific place, and it was called um, uh, S6 Fitness, I think, down in Sorrento Valley. Um, it, it was ran by a, it was a Pilates gym. It was ran by a brown belt that, he was a brown belt that, that ran it. But uh, Ryan would teach him private lessons. But he was also so cool with them that he was like, yeah, you can, you can have your guys come down. And he even gave him the keys to the place and would like, that's where we have our, would have training sessions, like that way down there in Sorrento Valley. But you know, he was telling me that he was teaching um, for ten bucks a class, and I was at this time like I had been to Ten Planet probably twice with my friend Frank or or uh, Jordan because he's still affiliated with them, and they were like, uh, you know, I talked to Gio Giovanni, and he was like, oh yeah, hundred bucks, or I'll do a hundred bucks for you, hundred bucks a month. I was like, all right, cool. I just never got around to it, but I ran into him and he was like 10 bucks a class. And I was like, oh man. And at the time I really wanted to get into gi. I wanted to learn. I was like, do you do gi? He's like, both. I'm like, oh man. I'm so, I'm like, all right, man, give me your number. And yeah, I'm going to meet up with you, you know? He's like, yeah, if you don't have a gi, I got, I got one for you. You can borrow too. I'm like, this is legit, you know? So as soon as you know it, I'm training with him and uh, a couple months go by, I'm getting my own stuff now, you know, and, uh, he, uh, needed an uke and I just became naturally just became his uke just naturally. So if you think about it, I've been like a uke since I was like white belt. So we would, we would travel to go, he would go teach down in Sereno Valley. And, um, sometimes when he didn't want to teach, but we just wanted to train, we would go visit places. And this is where like the magic begins. Cause I'm going and getting all these different looks since white belt. All the way to blue. Since white belt, all the way to blue, we would go to um, Stronghold in uh, Rancho Bernardo. And then we would go to Carlson Gracie and Escondido. Those guys, all beasts. Nothing but beasts over there. And then um, definitely we would go to uh, see Barrett down at the arena. And then we would go to Barham's Jiu-Jitsu as well. So those are like the main places, but we just jump around, you know, a lot. And they, and those guys were so friendly too. Like they were just open arms, like, yeah, come in, bring your guys, you know. And then uh, you know, over time he ended up uh Ryan ended up at a UFC gym in Vista or in San Marcos, sorry. And that's where like kind of rattlesnake started to unfold. Like right there. That's when we started to do stuff, you know. It was like kind of stamped. It started in Sereno Valley, but like we didn't really have that wasn't our place. And the UFC gym was like, boom, that's the place, you know. So trained there for a while and that's where I met um Chance. That's where I met Hoda. You know, they all came in through those doors and we, you know, been friends ever since, you know, going at it. And um, you know, after after that, we uh Ryan well Ryan wanted to pursue his black belt. And I understand because he was like I don't know, a brown belt for like I don't know how long. Probably like over six years for a long time. And um 
so we're like, oh yeah, like like he he felt bad that he was leaving us, but it was like, dude, I totally understand, dude. Like you need that black belt, man. Go yeah, go get it, man. He's got to pursue that yeah that end goal. Yeah, definitely. You know, shouldn't say end goal because it's really not the end. I guess a, a demarcation of the beginning again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, so he had left, and at the time we had uh, a purple belt coming and training with us a lot from he was from uh, Carlson Gracie Escondido and his name was uh, Morgan Skyberg I've seen him on the Facebooks yeah and the Instagrams and the Instagrams Mm -hmm. right CSG guy yeah he's CSG guy now Um, but so he took over Ryan's spot and we were learning under him for a while you know until things didn't work out at the UFC gym and he had another opportunity teaching at Carlsbad Kickboxing which um it used to be called Black Line, I think, at the, at one time. But his uh, his professor at the time was teaching there, you know, and like offered him like, "Hey, you want to take that over?" Because I'm a, I got I'm too busy with stuff, you know. So we all jumped ship, moved from UFC gym over to Carlsbad Kickboxing, and uh, by the time I got there, well, before Ryan left, I I got my blue belt from him, and then Morgan started teaching there, and then we moved over there. So we were going to Carlsbad for a while, and then um, we were over there with some good times over there, too. You know, we would train there, and then we would go back and forth from Escondido, Carlson Gracie, to back to his spot, you know. We just get, like, you know, well-rounded training. We, we would go places and go train, too, as well. So during this time, also, was Chance and Hoda there, also, in the same group at the time? No, Hoda, uh, Chance did come, mm-hmm. yeah, but he... He wasn't a, you know, I don't, I think he had a lot of schooling going on there, you know, that interfered, but uh, he would try to make it and he, he was there a couple of times, uh, actually a lot. He was there. Hoda, not so much. He, he disappeared. Hoda <laughs> he, always he disappeared disappearing. somewhere. Yeah. yeah. We had, you know, I bumped up two stripes when I was there. I got striped up by two of the black belts that were from the headquarters because Morgan used to take me out to the West Coast headquarters, Carlson Gracie, a lot monsters i mean there's complete monsters there oh my gosh great all-around training like um and then he would like morgan would take me out to wine country and go train with bjj moses i even helped teach one of his like, kid classes too guy's got a great beard man <laughs> magical magical, magical. Right? uh super nice guy too super nice guy um so i got to know cronin uh thomas cronin and then bjj moses a lot and then um you know, it was good times. Um, and then the one other black belt named Jeff Gagos, um, he would come come down and uh, train with the guys. And he's actually the one that striped me up um, along with another black belt. He was a British guy, but he lived in Carlsbad, but he was from Carlson Gracie headquarters. He really, really cool guys. Big and huge. These guys are tall. These guys are like Jake size, like tall, you know, mm-hmm. not as like, not as muscular, but like they're they're wiry type of dudes. They were they're beasts, you know. Good training with them. Got striped up. Got two stripes from them, and I was like, I, I was appreciative of that, you know. That was Carlson Gracie showed me a lot of love, and like big big shout outs to them, you know, for uh, having me, you know, be on a part of their team for a little while. And thinking about this, like everything you're saying, I mean, like we're talking the movement from white belt to two stripe blue belt, yeah. And you have just this huge oh, amount of experience, crazy between that beginning and here. Yeah. Which is awesome. And this is only the beginning. It, only the and, beginning. Yeah, we're, we're, we're only partway through yeah, this. Yeah, man. You know? And, uh, you know, competed during white, you know, as well with Rattlesnake. Had a had a few uh, had a few successes, but definitely a lot of learning points. You know, I don't think I ever won gold and white. I got, I didn't, met, I didn't podium or I, if I did, it was bronze. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh, awesome. Man. Good times. So, um, what, what? So you get the two stripes, blue belt, two stripes, and what happens from there? So I ended up getting my first super fight through through them, and uh, it was against a, a a blue belt from XL. Ended up winning that. You know, it was like you know I'm just just getting in the groove of competing and actually doing well. Um, uh, I also competed as a blue belt under under Rattlesnake, and I I think I won gold with them too, probably a couple times. Can't quite remember, but um. You know, so my blue belt, I was starting out pretty good, pretty healthy, yeah. you know, um, in the competition scene a little bit. And then after getting those two stripes, we were there for a while. And then 
uh, Morgan had a falling out with the owner of uh, Carlsbad Kickboxing. And it was, it was kind of a bummer because it's like, like, dang, man, I got to. Like, man, we have a home. We're yeah, training. I, we're getting all down. All I wanted was a home. Yeah. <laughs> That's you all know? I ever wanted. Yeah. Um, felt like a gypsy most of my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything's done there. You're you're done. And where now, now what's happening? So what's, what's the plan? After that, I mean, I, I think I didn't train for until, until um, we got uh wind of jake coming up north so let me get this straight you get your blue belt you get two stripes and then you just stop training yeah (laughs) yeah doesn't that sound suspect yeah that sounds suspect to me oh Uh, man just just josh i had to throw it in because you're at that blue belt man and oh yeah i just stopped oh it's a real thing had had to throw it out there didn't think it was real i was laughing as a white belt thing it was funny (laughs) that's not gonna be me oh yeah yeah, Check this yeah. out. Hey, circumstance. Blue belt. Yeah. yeah. Circumstance. That's right. Life. <laughs> Life. Life and circumstance. Yeah. Oh, man. There's what you want to do, and then there's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, um, okay. So, so I mean, hey, you're you're moving on. The thing's going, and it sounds like North Coast is starting to come up at this point. Yeah. So, um, you know, went a couple months or more, probably like six months with that jiu-jitsu. It was a long time, because this happened when we parted ways with them, with kickboxing, uh, it was like June or it's like starting to get to summer. It was, it was hot for sure. Didn't have, didn't have a spot, didn't have a solid place to train at, you know? And I, and I hate being a bird and I'm only a blue belt. I can't be like, or, you know, I felt, I didn't feel like I could, could ask anybody to go train with them, you know? And I was hurting in money. Like most of these places where I was training at, I would train for free cause I would help teach. I would do something, you know, or I would start paying and then I couldn't pay. And then we'd figure something out, you know, but I had, you know, I never had a problem of like walking away and coming back to get my money. Right. You know, I had that much respect for places. Um, but, uh, a couple months, probably, I think after a month or two, Ryan had hit me and chance and Hoda or no, we couldn't find Hoda. <laughs> Hoda, Hoda was, was lost. So Hoda was gone off the he grid. Was out there. Um, Did he get his blue belt at some point in there? Is that is that what he happened? He got his he, blue belt from Jake, though. Yeah. yeah so just, he was so like, white. Like, he was a savage white. Yes, we lost him at blue belt. That yeah. was when he disappeared. <laughs> we couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah. Surprisingly, he didn't disappear at, at blue. Yep. He disappeared yep. at white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some people like to get it done early. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so, you know... Ryan Fortin hits us up and is like, hey, guys, there's um, the professor that's down here at the arena, uh, Jake Mapes. He's going to be opening up a gym in uh, Vista, our hometown, dude. I'll be training there in a heartbeat. He's like, this guy freaking smashes. I was like, oh, really? He's like, man. I'm like, this is the real deal stuff, man. He just smashes dude you're gonna learn some smashing oh yeah and i was like oh really well man heck yeah you know i'm down for this you know i'm like i'm excited he's, like, he's from hawaii he bodyboards you know i'm like oh this guy's up my alley you know heck yeah i'm stoked so all right yeah when, when is he opening his opening his gym like uh be on the lookout for like september we're like, all right for sure yeah man so we i just waited i just simply just waited until that until north coast jiu-jitsu opened up and um, I think I got in there October 1st or October 5th. October 5th, I think. Uh, that was my first class. Yeah. We're going to have to, I'm going to have to ask uh, Jake one of these days, when did the gym of, like actually officially open up? I'm going to have to ask him that on one of these conversations. Cause I think it's so that we're like, hey, when did it, when did it actually open? Some of us are still wondering. Like, yeah, I think it's September. Um, we just had one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a, Right after, like their grand, like their opening, but he had another. He had a grand opening, like later on, mm-hmm. you know. And I think during that, he gave me my purple. Yeah, it was like two thousand. He opened up two thousand seventeen, so two thousand eighteen. I ended up getting my purple. I yeah, somewhere in there. Him. I remember uh, when I got there. I want to say you were. I can't remember if you were a blue belt or a purple belt when I got there. And I was there definitely. I, I got I got to the school within that first year of opening up, and and I remember seeing a. I just remember seeing a lot of people and a lot, lot of progression going through. I mean, it was it was awesome. Did I have dreads? Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You did. Yeah. Uh, you had the full dreads, dude. It was legit. And I remember the first time seeing you without them. I was like, what? 
Yeah, who, <laughs> weird guy. Yeah, yep. Who is you this know, guy? You, you know what I do remember? I remember showing up to open mat, being super nervous. First time I'd ever shown to, up up to open mat, being like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know much of anything. And I walk into that door through the back door. I would set my gear. You're the only one there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's you and me. <laughs> and it, it, this is the time. And open mat was at 10 a.m. Yeah. That, this is back when it was at 10 a.m. Yeah. And, and I'm there. It's 10 o'clock. It's, it's it's like 10 to 12, right? Yeah, 10 uh, to 12. Yeah. That, that's what it was. It, it, and it's just you and I. That's that's it. And wow. no one shows up. And you and I were there till 1.30. We spent three and a half hours on the mats. Going training, over stuff. Drilling. Yeah. Going over stuff. Yeah. It was amazing. And and I, I, I always, I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast, but I've talked about that to people. And I said, that was one of the defining moments in my experience of jujitsu learning was that three and a half hours right there. It changed how I was able to defend myself. It changed how I was able to attack yeah. because it was the way you taught it. And it was basic enough to where I could understand it because I was lost through a yeah. lot of this. And, and I've said it before. I, said, I can only get three steps. And yeah. I remember you were just giving me that one, two, three, one, two, three over and over and over. Yeah. We were there for three and a half hours, man. Yeah. I, I wanted to make great. sure because uh, like I, I can't just touch on one thing. And leave half the painting unpainted. Like I got to, yeah. like I have to fill it in for you, mm-hmm. because if I don't, like you're just gonna be lost. Like I yeah. hate, I, I hate leaving people lost. So if I like start start on something, I'm usually gonna complete it with you, you know. And then uh, I don't want to leave. Oh, let's just do it like one or, one or two times, and then that's it. That's a problem with me in like kids class. Like oh, I want to see them drill it like hundreds of times almost. Yep. And by the time you know, it's like oh dang, it's uh. It's five forty-five. Oh. I probably should get them rolling. Oh no, you know, and they only get like a couple of rounds in. I'm like, sorry guys, I really wanted you to concentrate on just the the moves, you know? Yeah, because they they love they love sparring. Yeah, and it's so hard to just like, you know, get them there, get them there, yeah. and uh, but I just want to make sure they 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 learn properly. Yeah. You know, and I think we all love love the rounds. We all love just like trying to apply it and getting down and getting the rounds and working working the cardio, working the technique, and getting through. Yeah, for for me, you make the difference in the game and drilling. Yeah, that that that's where the that's where the difference is. And yeah, I know some people find it boring to do the same move over and over and over. And what what I, I think is, it's not actually the same move because you're changing fine details of that move every little time. You're pushing your hip a little further out. You're placing your hand in a different position. Yeah, your Arm is higher on the back, lower on the back, further across the back, more shallow. It's these little fine points. And then as your training partner changes, you understand how you adjust slightly to the different body types you're rolling with between a larger opponent, a smaller opponent, a thicker component or a thicker opponent. Yeah. Um, Somebody with broader shoulders, somebody with longer legs, all these little tiny intricacies that it's the same move, little details, little variable differences in between. And I think that's like, that's why I was that those three steps, one, two, yeah. three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And like, and, and, and it was the way that we were doing it too. We weren't going super fast. No, no. I hitting every single point, you know, it was, it was how I was drilling, not just drilling with no thought, you know, we can all do that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like drill, 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 get it, get it done, get my reps in, you know, but I think that only comes with after doing it slowly a lot to where now your body's like, okay, I can hit all these points. Let's do it faster. Yes. And I start picking up speed. And then now I'm on point. Now, now I'm one with it. Right. That's right. Cause that's when it's that muscle memory and you're just flowing through it, flowing through it, flowing through it. And then you, that one, two, three becomes the four, five, six. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. start tying things mm-hmm. together and yeah. it just becomes as soon as you know, you're like 10 steps. 12 like it's it goes into like a dance it routine. keeps going going yeah. going and going all right sorry to get off on that tangent yeah there, no, but like, no. <laughs> hey, so okay here we are north coast jiu-jitsu yeah you're 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 on the mats at north coast jiu-jitsu now we're talking october yeah i show up on the mats i'm a two-stripe blue belt at the time and uh started uh started getting into it and you know 
some of the first people that I rolled with was Andrew Lowen. Yeah. And Corey. Otherwise known as Alo. Alo. <laughs> a Alo. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, you know, rolling with him. And then uh of course with Jake and Chris right away, like rolling with them too. And oh my gosh, dude. That was uh that was amazing. Like just the first roll with Chris and Jake, they put it on me and made me realize like this is jujitsu. Like positional stuff like it, it it was i was so used to getting around my opponents moving a lot which is good mm-hmm. like it's really good but can you move a lot when you're in a tough spot and i wasn't i mean i was getting put in tough spots but not like how they're doing it these guys are getting in the mount and i'm t- i'm tapping because they're on top and it's heavy heavy pressure i never never went through that until i got there you know they put it on me Corey. He's a purple belt at the time, and yep. Andrew's been a brown since I was there, you know. And dude, just both of them were just stronger. I never liked stronger, and I couldn't. I couldn't get under them. It was hard to get under them. They were like, I, I like to play the inverted game a lot too, and i I couldn't. I couldn't get under them. They were super heavy, and they were really good at, at sitting in positions, kind of draining me out a little bit. Move. They were efficient when I first got there, and. Wow, I was wowed, man. Like they put it on me, and uh, I was also like, you know, I was doing my thing. But I think like, you know, Jake and Chris really noticed, like, oh, dang, there's some, you know, something special with this dude, you know, or whatever they saw in me. <laughs> I was getting smashed. <laughs> so at this time, you show up, and it's it's you have you, you have, and 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 is Chance over there now as well? Uh, yeah, Chance okay. was there before mm-hmm. I was. Okay, yeah, Chance was there before I was, and then um, and then. Uh, probably, I don't know, almost a year there, Hoda came. Yeah. Hoda re- resurfaced. Yeah, someone yeah. got it. Oh, I, I reached out. A couple of us reached out to him. And I remember he answered me back. So I always say, oh, I, I got him back in here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the arguments that, you know, oh, no, I did. No, I did. <laughs> no, I, I always say, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know, so he, he came back. So it's almost like, yes, I got my like. And so now the group's back. You're at North Coast Jiu-Jitsu. The group's back. You have an instructor that there are a couple of instructors that you're like, man, this is this is some game here. You're 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 coming into a new gym. Um, you're building that home again. And it's like, so when did you start to see your game develop? Like, um, I would say, I mean, because I go off of what how I look at it is like top game. Like when I when I started to see that. It was probably towards the end of my purple, but my 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 like my guard even stepped up, like there right when I was transitioning into purple. Yeah, because because I'm thinking about it, like you're, um, hey, you're going against Alo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going against Andrew. You're going against Corey. And then you're getting on the match. You're noticing this, and then you're rolling with Jake. You're rolling with Chris, and then you're noticing this change in pressure game that's different. Yeah. So when do you? At what point did you notice that? integration of that pressure game into yours i think halfway through my purple like when i had like three stripes Mm -hmm. that's when i started like developing like i started that's when my feet started getting tore up like the bottom of my feet i started noticing like oh man since i've been playing all this like low pressure like getting low um hip to hip or like just uh leg weaves or passing guard and getting heavy in side control like learning legit side control you know, um, you're on your toes. Like you're pushing into that guy. You're laying all your weight on him, and it's it's hard for them to um, turn, or you're forcing them to turn because the pressure's too like too much for them. You Either know? turn away or turn yeah. towards you, or. And I started noticing oh, I'm taking the back now. Like this is this is awesome. It's opening up stuff for me, which is like the legit jujitsu stuff. That's what I want. You know, I want them to. I'm giving them these options. And they're going to choose one and I'm going to capitalize on that because I know, you know, what I'm doing from there. You know, that's that's the legit stuff that Jake and uh, and Chris were showing, you know, it was legit. Like getting getting them to just panic and make a wrong move and like, boom, you got him. Like I'm stuck. I don't know what yeah. to do. I either got to run away or Jake's run for really good at doing that, man. Like he just gets you to like put you in a hard spot and you got to choose. And, you know, both of those choices are pretty crappy. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> that is the truth, man. And uh, you know, really started uh, 
learning, taking his his Smash game and trying to implement it into my um, my game because I'm I'm a, I'm a guard player. But I, over the past few years, I can play some top now. Oh, like, yeah. I, can, I really have confidence in it now, especially when Jake invited Lovato out. Just that first seminar, like, just really changed my top game, like, immensely. Just, just him saying, like, making your presence, your presence known. Oh my gosh, who would, who would have thought? You that's know, like, huge. that's super, super huge for. And I'm not the biggest guy, but if I can get my presence known, get it like in your face to where you like it's uncomfortable for you, and you start. Some people don't don't even notice themselves. Like they're on their side, you start closing that gap, you're getting in their face. They naturally will start turning flat on their back. Super weird. It's like, no, you got to fight. got to get underneath. Try to stay under. Try to keep getting under them. Stay on your side, you know? It's it's difficult. It is difficult. Yeah. I've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah. From you yeah. multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it gets, man. It gets heavy. It gets difficult to move. And <laughs> and and I'll say, uh, you, you know what? The, the one thing that I didn't expect when being in that position is we're in the heat, how hot oh, it is when we're in the gi. Yeah how hot it is in there. Like you're trying to breathe and it's hot. And they got the, like oh, most of us, we train with the rash guard underneath our Yeah. Gut. Yeah. So sometimes that geese opening up and it's just pure rash guard over oh, your yeah. mouth and you're getting waterboarded. Yeah. And, and you're, I'm, and like I'm throwing my hand up, like trying to create <laughs> yeah. space just so I can breathe. Yeah. And, and then I get arm barred and I'm like, what? Yep. It's like, I was just trying to breathe. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that, and like, just, just eye openers on on that seminar, you know. And from what I, what I learned from the Lovato seminar, helped me understand Jake's game even better, and and like helped me play his his game even better and and implement it. Because it's crazy, like just being on top, getting over the guy's face, like your chest on his face, and covering up, making sure he can't see the light. Lovato, you know, uh, pointed that out too. And I'm like, man, and you'll see people, they start scrambling, like trying to move your gi and trying to breathe. They're trying to see, you know, they're trying to look out. I mean, you do that though, their arms start to go up and you're like, this is crazy. I'm not, I'm not forcing his hands up. His hands are going up. All I need to do is scoot higher now. Now I'm set up for my S mount and I can execute my arm bar on top. And and I, execution talk about going in and, and executing those moves naga a few months ago oh yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna tell you like like i was sitting there on the sidelines watching that watching your opponent getting cooked oh, oh and, man. And, 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 and i was like uh, man that's brutal yeah um just seeing that watching that and, and we all know what's going on like, like on the sidelines we're watching because we've seen you do that move and you see that hand go in that thumb in and we're like what here it goes so you know, before we get back to the uh, back back to purple belt and and, and yeah, where you yeah, were there, but like no. like what what was uh um man, how'd you feel about that 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 competition? Because I mean, it was awesome to watch you work. I mean, um, it it was you know again eye opening, um, but a sense of relief because I've been working so hard on that, and to know that no like this works, this really does work, and. This is what comes into like um, trusting, um, trusting what you know, trusting what you're learning, you know, trusting it, you know, big time because it, it it works, man. It really does. It really does work. And I know we play around like, oh, yeah, this stuff doesn't work. Jiu-jitsu doesn't, doesn't work. work. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. You know, I, I love messing around like that. But, like you know, just knowing those key points of just pinning the hand down and controlling the collar and getting his legs up, and then you can start leg we like keeping his back straight on the ground and not letting him get to the side was just it's an eye opener. It's I mean that was um, that's I'm like yes this is this is the route I want to go and I've been working so hard on that you know that that specific style and getting to the cooking part like yeah man that's that's this is what I've been training for you know I can't remember if it was an ankle pick that you got. Yeah, the takedown is real close to the sidelines. They almost stopped it before you had got that takedown. And I, I believe, uh, I believe you'd, you'd, you'd got a single leg or, or an ankle pick and then boom, you, you got him down and then it kind of went out of bounds 
they called it, they restarted you. I was in a, so what happened was I, I fake, fake guard pull to single. Nice. You know, I ran the single and then pulled his leg up, got around his leg, and then I inside tripped and got him on the ground. And I was able to pull him away from going out of the mat. I kind of controlled it like, boom. Awesome. You know, and then they were like, stop, reset. And then they re- they resetted us in uh, headquarters. Headquarters, yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is where yeah. I want to yep. be. This is where I was like, I'm going to work my stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna, I was going to be adamant about it. I wasn't going to stop. I was gonna. I was gonna keep doing it to him until I and like he gave up that pass. I felt like he could have fought. He could have fought me more on that. You know, um, for some reason I just passed straight into Mount. I figured I was gonna have to knee slice, neon belly, maybe, and then go into Mount. You know, but I felt I I was gonna get into side control. No, straight into Mount, and I was like, I was kind of surprised. I I don't know if I had a look on my face, but I in my head I was like, oh, this is it. Kind of, I kind of got excited for a second there because then I started like letting him bump me over, and he almost rolled me a couple times. I felt like, but I had to let go of the collar, yeah, and post, and try to sneak my uh, my grip back onto his collar because I really wanted to choke him. I really did. Yeah. When I was cooking him, I really wanted to get that in there. There was a one brief moment where I got that in there, started cinching it. All, all of a sudden, he just got calm, like like he didn't want to bump, and then I tried to sneak my arm over, and then he boosted again and then that's when i was like i just went over knee uh knee across the the or shin across the uh back of the neck to belly down arm bar and, and got the arm bar yeah and you 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 got the you got the win got the win you yeah. got the belt got the belt <laughs> awesome awesome to see still still looking at the gym everybody's quite jealous of that um hey so um I know you're running up against some tight deadlines today. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to ask you one more question or yeah, so, man, and then uh, and then uh, we'll 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 wrap it up. And hey, you know what? But we'll we'll pick back up another episode Please. and start at let's, halfway let's, through yeah. blue or halfway through purple belt and see yeah. where this goes. <laughs> but um, so hey, you know uh, what else do you have to add for you know anyone at the gym before we before we wrap it up? Um, you know, I just want to let everybody know that they're doing so good. There's a uh, no bad days. There's just nothing but learning. I know you can get down on yourself about things. I, I do it too sometimes, but the positive outcome is that, you know, you're getting 1% better every time you step on the mat. And that's the reality. That's the reality. You're all, it's always, you're always getting better. And if say someone that you normally do good against, you didn't do good and they, they got you that day. They're just, you know, everybody's just getting better. Um, iron sharpens iron. So yeah, um, you're doing, you're doing well. And, um, if you do have the opportunities and you get invited to places or you have the chance to go train at other places, do it. It will just give you a broader spectrum of what, where your game's at. And you will develop a lot of good skills doing that. You know, I did. I just, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just really happy being at a home because I didn't have a home. So I'm a, I'm a home person. So I'm like, thank God I got a home. That's yeah. why I, you don't see me venture out. And I'm so dedicated in doing what I'm doing because, you know, I just I didn't have a home before, you know, and now now I do, you know. And now here we all are together. Well, I will tell you, I am happy to be a part of your home. And I am thankful that we got to meet in our jujitsu journeys because I've learned a lot from you. And I know many of us at the gym have learned a lot from you. Uh, thank you, man. I, so, I appreciate it big well, time. We'll wrap it up, and uh, we'll get back together and start this story again. All right, maybe in a, in a few weeks or so. And, yeah, definitely. And, and when your schedule opens up, because I know you're a busy, busy man <laughs> with school, work, and family, oh and gosh. everything else. So, um, thank you for spending some time with us today. No, it was a pleasure. And, thank and we'll you. We'll do it again. All right. Thanks, and I will see you on the mats. BJJ Mat Times.